0: I, I like Mighty Max and Rob Paulson's Mighty Max, so you know I I love Mighty Max.
1: Well, and um look uh who was it that played uh Virgil was Winnie the Pooh, I think. Hold up. Jim Cummings. Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Jim yeah. I mean Jim Cummings is everything. Is everything yeah. <laughs> watching Aladdin not too long ago and he's like 20 <laughs> voices in that fucking movie. Norman. Like every time a every time a small like three line character would speak. It was either Jim Cummings or fucking Frank Welker.
1: <laughs> this is amazing. Oh wait, no. Uh, Tony J was Virgil. Jim Cummings was, uh, um, everything else. I think literally everything. Literally Richard, the- Richard okay. Mole was Norman, and Tim Curry was Skullmaster.
0: Uh, Richard Mole, aka uh, Bull from Night Court. Yep, whose nephew I know. Nice. Zach, did you know that? No. Uh did you which movie were you talking about in the first place? Uh Richard Mole, who played Bull on Night Court. Larian, but I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> uh his his nephew, Stephen Mole, went to our oh, high wow. school. His name is painted in the backstage area of the uh the theater in, in the workshop. Well, I so, did not know that. As is as is my name, so my name and the nephew of Richard Mole are on the same wall. Yeah, I'm so sad for Caitlin that that Tom and Jerry movie's not good.
1: I kind of wanted to say that uh, I think the worst part of the Tom and Jerry movie is that there's no Bollywood dance. <laughs> I love Bollywood dance. I am a. Th- that's what my dad just said.
0: I'll just, <laughs> I love a good <laughs> Bollywood dance. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't love Bollywood dance, but you know where I like Bollywood dance Bollywood movies in Bollywood movies. Yeah. Yeah. I get very sick of every fucking movie being like, oh, we have an in- a TV show, too. Oh, there's an Indian character in this. So we didn't have a Bollywood dance sequence. Yeah. So how are we doing tonight? Oh, yeah. tired, as always. Doing all right.
2: TGIF. TGIF mean, some things for some people, others it doesn't. For me it's a, uh can let out a sigh. I had a lot of stuff that I had to do today and it's done and That's now good. it's just a rainy, drizzly evening romantically with you guys.
1: Oh hey baby. Hey no one.
0: Oh. I watched the Tom and Jerry movie on HBO Max <laughs> with my boys. Poor man. I'm sorry. It, it was terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. I keep hoping 10 story will go back to uh, making films as good as the first couple of barbershop movies. And he just doesn't seem to want to do that. That's
2: damn shame.
0: He's like, it's like, Hey, let's make a couple of fantastic four movies. Hey, let's make ride along films.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess if, what I'm saying is don't watch the Tom
1: and Jerry movie. <laughs> I, I can I'll tell you I have never had interest in it. In fact, I had not even heard about it if it wasn't for those random Facebook ads that I kept getting for it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin might hate watch it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I hope she does. I want to hear her opinions on it. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, all right. How about we do a topic? Yes. Well, I think Hot topic. Oh, topic. <laughs> it is not, topic. It's not punk rock. God, do you remember the punk show? The punk show uh, every Sunday yeah. night on ninety six X ninety six X, our local oh. um, alternative oh, yeah, yeah, radio yeah. station. They were that. That's where I first heard that song. They they had a thing called Punk Show, uh, and they would just play punk music for an hour on the radio.
2: Uh huh.
0: It was weird. Yeah. Uh, and. This DJ named, I guess, MC, named MC Lars, did a song called Hot Topic is Not Punk Rock with the the pop-punk band, The Matches. And they played that thing literally every week. (laughs) (laughs) That
2: is a fun fact.
0: Nice. It's a really good song, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You guys remember uh, Mike and Bob?
0: Yeah, I remember Mike and Bob.
2: I went and interviewed them once when I was in high school with a couple other journalism kids uh little nick
0: chapel was just an intern back then good times
1: nice nice
0: you threw me off with all the hot topic talk and (laughs) (laughs) then jonathan started singing the song um so uh speaking of things that are not punk rock today we're going to be talking about our favorite politicians in film (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh jonathan you want to start us out with some choices of politicians you enjoyed in film, good, bad, or otherwise.
1: Good, bad, or otherwise. Okay. Well, I really only had the one, because man, did I have trouble trying to think of some other ones. I really okay. did. But Papio Daniel from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. <laughs> and really, it's just that little dance he does at the end when he's on stage. Them, he just does this quirky little thing. I just. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no constituency. <laughs> I'm just. Like the character. ah, uh, yeah, that's Very that's nice. a great film. Yeah. But uh but other than that, man, I don't know why. I just could not come up with like like obviously there's like well, I mean all right, so there's a few that are kind of like politician-esque. So I really uh-huh. enjoy the movie primary colors. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know why I really like that movie. I think it might just be Kathy Bates's character. Okay, but seeing uh, John Travolta basically be Clinton that movie, I, I just I really liked that movie. So everybody that's kind of around him, I yeah. enjoyed. So everyone but the politician himself. All right, Zach, you want to
0: hit us with so. your long list of <laughs> picks? We know you have.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, okay. The word politician, you know, can get a little convoluted. I thought for sure uh, Jonathan was going to say Aragorn, like, because like a king is a politician. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: technically. (laughs) And I kind of wanted to delve into Star Wars a little
0: bit because I I guess I should have, I guess I should (laughs) have chose my words a little bit. Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, let's,
1: let's kind of stick in this area. So, yeah. Yeah. um, American elected officials. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, um, Two uh,
2: big ones out of the gate. I'll go with President James Marshall from Air Force One, played by Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. Exactly. Then you got President Thomas Whitmore from Independence Day.
0: Um, I'm not going to do that. Good
2: call.
0: I like that. You you want me to do it? Because I'll do it.
2: The whole speech, or what? what which <laughs> I'll one?
0: look it up. I'll do the whole speech. Don't don't tear me. Um,
2: I'm gonna hold off on one that I've got here because I'm pretty sure Paul might have it. Let's see, I,
0: I, I try to choose at least one weird one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to yours because I I kind of had a hard time thinking about it too. I, you know, as much as some people hammer haw on it, I, I did like Sean Penn as Harvey Milk. I thought I thought it was a good movie.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I don't think he should have won an Academy Award over the wrestler, but yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, ben Kingsley is Gandhi, and this
2: one's kind of a cheap pick, but because he's not an elected official, but he's still involved in politics.
0: So I said Denzel Washington is Malcolm X.
1: Okay, yeah, okay,
0: yeah. He he is a political figure. Yep. yep. Um. So some of the some of the weird ones I really liked. Um, I'm gonna go with. I love Claude Rains and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, While doing this podcast, I have realized that Claude Rains is my favorite actor of all time. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, I like Chris Rock in the movie head of state (laughs) playing, playing the alderman who runs, who is chosen to run for president as kind of a, uh, kind of a replacement pick so that he'll lose and they can throw in a better candidate in the next election Mm -hmm. oh god he's so good in that movie that's a really good movie and I don't think enough people talk about how good it is fair enough so if you haven't seen head of state see head of state
1: all right um you're gonna start mentioning bulwark now
0: I was gonna say Warren Beatty and Bulworth. yeah that movie's so good
1: (laughs) Um, that's probably my favorite
0: Warren Beatty film (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's one i recently picked up but i still haven't seen it oh
1: please yeah. dude, so I need to watch, watch it uh please watch that i just want to go back and listen to ghetto superstar oh it's such a good song <laughs> i absolutely love that
0: movie um and warren beatty's so funny in it yeah see i had
2: um jefferson smith on my list too mm-hmm. so
0: Yeah, I was thinking of picking Jefferson Smith, but he wasn't played by Claude Rain. So, yeah, (laughs) what what can you do? Uh, I feel like you
2: know, there was, I kept thinking there's got to be more than I think of because I all these inspirational movies and things I've seen, but then I usually realized that it was like a lawyer or a journalist or something doing the good work, not the politician.
0: (laughs) Right. Ah, You know what?
1: Jack Nicholson, Mars Attacks.
0: Oh, you know, I was thinking about <laughs> him earlier, too, um, because I was going to a friend of mine just showed his his wife Mars attacks for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were talking about how much I love the fact that Tim Burton got told by Warner Brothers that they did not want him to kill Jack Nicholson in the movie. <laughs> and he, already, he had cast Jack Nicholson as the president. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was like. Oh, you don't want me to kill Jack Nicholson, huh? Well, uh, I'm just going to write a second role for Jack Nicholson. I'm going to kill both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. So petty, and I love it. All right. Let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. You beautiful people out there in Podcast
1: Land. My name is Paul Workman. And I'm Jonathan Pierce.
0: And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worstie Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching All the King's Men, which is the
2: story of politician Willie Stark who whips the Hicks into a frenzy and rides the poor white vote to
0: power. Hicks! Hicks. We're not talking about Bill. (laughs) Nice. Bill wouldn't like him. No, he would not. Uh, Is this everybody's first time with the movie? Yes, sir. Also mine.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Oscar firsties. Yes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's sticking around now. (laughs) It's it's canon, baby. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm only going to say it when all three of us have not seen the movie. Okay, fair.
2: Special occasion.
0: Yeah. Which which unfortunately in a couple decades is not going to happen anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably not. No. Well, I know, I think there's a couple in the 80s I haven't seen, but for the most part I I've, I've seen everything from about like 1962 or 3 on mm. Mm. maybe earlier, yeah. I don't know. I've seen the Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, that brings us now to our Oscar breakdown. breakdown. All right, so I have a weird note to carry over from last week because I think I uh, misgendered Gene (laughs) Herschelt. I think I called Gene Herschelt her, and I haven't got to re-listen to the episode yet, so uh, I might be... They spell it Gene like... Like Gene Simmons, like G-E-A-N. Isn't it Mm. J-E-A-N? What did I say? G-J. Yeah, wow, G- I can't spell today.
1: I'm well, you, you get gender wrong, the name spelling wrong. You're just the fucking worst. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I've been trying to tell everybody this for decades, and
1: <laughs> people are like, no, no, you're not. No, I am. I mean, if you, if you really want to get technical, because... Maybe there's Jean. It's uh, the, Actually, what's different is the way his last name is pronounced, because it's Danish. It's actually like Erzhold, so. <laughs> well, there you stop. go. I'm
2: sure he's dead and he doesn't care.
0: <laughs> so, um, Gene Herschelt, who I have also learned was Leslie Nielsen's uncle. Oh, oh, wow. So there's a there's a fact for everyone. Congratulations, Gene Herschelt, who headed was the head of the the president of the Academy uh, in the year that. The studios decided to drop out, which was last year in 48, did a lot of politicking, speaking of politicians, and uh, got the studios to come back. All right. So I guess 1948 was just the year without Santa Claus. Uh, So the studios are back. Uh, They move out of the tiny auditorium that they were in last year the Academy Theater, and have moved into the RKO Pantages Theater. Nice. Which is a theater in Hollywood built by Greek immigrant Alexander Pantages, who is no longer alive to see his theater host the Academy Awards. Damn. So uh, apparently this evening at the Oscars went almost exactly like everybody thought it would. Uh, No drama, no craziness, just everybody winning awards for the things that everybody was pretty sure they were going to win awards for. No. No. Uh, The heiress was, Paul Douglas was the host. I don't know if I said the host last week, but it was George
1: Montgomery. Okay. Yeah, I had a friend of mine had said something, so we wanted to.
0: You know, and your friend said something on the 47 episode, I think. And Mm. that was Dick Powell and Agnes Moorhead. Okay. Uh, Agnes Moorhead, who most people know mo- uh, best as uh, the mom on Bewitched. Oh, oh, okay, nice. Uh, she was also nominated for an Academy Award for Johnny Belinda, which was a really good movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. But well, if you listen to last week's episode, you heard me rape about that film. So.
1: Well, there you go, Chris, and uh, it's a special message to him. I miss so- you, Boo Boo. <laughs>
0: Very so uh, Paul Douglas is our host this year. We're in the Pantages Theater. The Heiress gets the most nominations at eight and wins the most awards at four. Uh, All the King's Men wins Best Picture over Battleground. The Heiress, A Letter to Three Wives, and 12 O'Clock High. Uh, but All the King's Men loses Best Director to A Letter to Three Wives. And that goes to Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Keep that name in mind. Lil' Mank. In mind. Yes, the uh, the brother of Herman Mankiewicz, writer Academy Award winner for uh, writing uh, "Citizen King." Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Best actor goes to Broderick Car- Crawford playing Willie Stark in "All the King's Men," beating out Kirk Douglas for Champion, which is Kirk Douglas's first nomination. Oh, wow! Okay. Uh, Olivia de Havilland picks up her second Oscar for The Heiress. I don't know if it's Jaeger or Jagger, but uh, Dean Jagger will go with, wins Best Supporting Actor for 12 O'Clock High, beating out John Ireland for All the King's Men*. Uh, small note, John Ireland and Broderick Crawford, both of their first-time nominations. I believe they were also their only nominations. Okay. So uh, Broderick Crawford is 100% on his... Nice. On his wins. Was John Wayne also nominated this year? Uh, John Wayne was nominated for Sands of Iwo Jima. Do
2: you have any note about John Wayne? Or I was going to say something about something I wrote, I read. What did you read? Uh, that John Wayne was initially offered the role of Willie Stark, but he turned it down because he said the script was too un-American. That's exactly what he said. Wow. <laughs> and then he loses to
1: Roger Crockett. I got a thing to say about that. When we get to it, <laughs> Mercedes McCambridge playing
0: Sadie Berkwin's Best Supporting Actress for All the King's Men, mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes McCambridge, which everybody who everybody would probably know better as the satanic voice of Reagan in The Exorcist. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it's worth noting that Mercedes McCambridge. Uh, wins over Ethel Waters in the film Pinky, making Ethel Waters only the second African American to be nominated for an Academy Award. All right, we're back to stupid screenplay stuff. Um,
1: <laughs> no, no, they had it
0: fixed. Yeah, yeah I but thought was, they had it fixed. It wasn't
1: a thing anymore.
0: Yeah, but no, we're back because <laughs> A Letter to the Three Wives gets best screenplay. Joseph L. Mankowitz picking up his second award on the night. Best Story and Screenplay goes to Battleground, which was really good. Um, best Motion Picture Story goes to The Stratton Story, which uh-huh. is a film starring uh, Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Which I hmm. actually own on DVD. I bought a like box set of Jimmy Stewart we, uh, like B-movies. <laughs> I got that in the FBI story and something else, but I don't remember what the other thing was. Right. Oh, spirit so of Saint Louis! Oh, nice. Okay.
2: The... So, is screenplay um,
0: adapted adapted in motion picture story? S- screenplay, story, in screenplay, and, and motion, motion picture, picture story. But, uh, God, Jesus <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow!
2: He's fucking with us.
0: <laughs> I I don't even know what's going on. Um, and. All the King's Men was only nominated for screenplay, but not story and screenplay, and not motion picture story. Uh, best documentary feature goes to Daybreak in Udi, which is a film directed by Terry Bishop about cultural changes in Udi Okay. okay, in Nigeria. Uh, Best documentary short subject. There's a tie between a chance to live and so much for so little. Best live action short subject. One reel goes to aquatic house party. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. Um, It beats out what I think should have won roller derby girl. Oh, yes. Uh, (laughs) Which is on YouTube. So you could watch that right now all right is it is it your wife i wish it was my wife she deserved to have a documentary made about her i will tell you that she was she was incredible i saw her once it was great it was yeah good times if jonathan knew what was happening in the game he probably would have told you how good she was too
1: <laughs> i kind of picked up a little bit but all i know is it, it, it's basically what if nascar was really hot chicks that could kick my ass is how I caught it. Everybody's making a left turn a lot.
0: That's that's kind of fair,
1: but 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 it, but it was definitely a lot of fun.
0: Um, but I will say, it, roller derby is one of those one of those sports that if you don't have the rules in front of you, it just looks like a bunch of people skating around. And if you know you don't have, if you don't have commentators kind of guiding you through it, mm-hmm. it it can be confusing.
1: Yeah, I just. Like, I could just imagine the commentators just being like the commentators in Cricket. Like, I don't understand the words that they're using, but it sounds cool. <laughs> A whole lot of sticky wickets. Yeah.
0: Uh, best live action short subject, to real, goes to Van Gogh. He, he came with his one ear and picked it up himself.
1: Excellent. I don't, I don't think he actually did there. <laughs> I'm not sure either. <laughs> All right. And best animated short film brings... <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> I just did my head, head <laughs> Go get it up. Ladies and gentlemen, lend me your ears. Okay. I'm missing one.
0: Uh, best animated short film brings us to our podcast within a podcast, Walt Disney Oscar watch. <laughs> <Oh-ho>! <laughs> All right. Walt Disney gets nominated for a Chip and Dale short called Toy Tinkers. Yay. But loses to the only person that I am fully excited has beaten Walt Disney in this category so far. Chuck Jones, the greatest oh. animator, not short film animator of all time, wins for, for sentimental reasons, scent, of course, being, meaning to smell, mm-hmm. the smell of, because it is a Pepe Le Pew short. Oh, I was going to guess. Um now, Zach, I I asked you how your wife felt about Chip and Dale, <laughs> since she she is our resident short film cartoons expert. <sighs> I forget her opinion on Pepe Le Pew right now. I think
2: she's okay with him. I but probably I not do, over Chip and Dale.
0: I was I was afraid to ask
1: since you know Pepe Le Pew's a little bit uh rapey. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, "God, this is uncomfortable." (laughs) A cat does not want like that's how I looked at it as a kid. It was like this guy's trying to pick up a cat that does not want to be picked up. You don't do that. I knew that as a kid, but now I'm like, "Oh God, that cat really wanted to get away."
2: (laughs) Yeah. When I say she was a fan, I remember she had uh like a hoodie with the girl cat on it. So not necessarily a peppy fan, but
0: (laughs) that's fair. That's fair. That that poor cat.
1: That's yeah. just, uh, that's trying to make, you know, the victim right, rise, yeah. the victim up. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I was, I guess I was just going to assume her position on Pepe, but, um, <laughs> it was directed by Chuck Jones. So yeah. I want Chuck yeah. Jones to win all the Academy Awards because I love Chuck Jones. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Chuck Jones. It's going to be Tex Avery. They were, they were huge, um, in my childhood, I was a big fan. All right. That's good stuff. So, uh, this is only the second Warner Brothers cartoon to have one. Of course, Twatty Pie <laughs> being the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd said that
2: yet. You'd said Twatty Bird, but I don't remember Twatty Pie. That's like. Well,
0: that, the name of the all. short was Tweety Pie, so yeah. I, I just went with it. That's the whole Pie, new imagery. That just, there.
1: Yeah, that's completely different. <laughs>
0: Something no. like a Blue blue Waffle, perhaps.
1: Oh, Ooh. God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've oh, gone completely off the rails. Yeah, that was internet I didn't need to remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're doing good things today, guys. Yes. Okay. Um, best scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture goes to The Heiress. Best scoring of a musical picture goes to uh one of my all-time favorite musicals on the town. I'm I'm gonna leave that there for a second and we'll come back okay. to it. Uh best original song, speaking of uh Pepe Le Pew, goes to the song Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> God <laughs> yeah. from from Neptune's daughter. Yeah. Um I don't recognize any of the songs it beat. But I've never liked that song even even before I uh, scandal on it started.
1: (laughs) Fucking 60 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anybody else recognize what he's actually trying to do here? (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) Um, Best sound recording goes to 12 o'clock high. Uh, Best art direction black and white goes to The Heiress. Best Art Direction Color goes to Little Women, and this is like the second big adaptation of Little Women after the one starring Catherine Hepburn as Mm -hmm. Jo. Best Cinematography, Black and White, goes to Battleground, which is a really good movie. Best Cinematography Color goes to the John Ford Classic, She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, which was a really good movie. Uh, Best Costume Design, Black and White, goes to The Heiress, Best Costume Design Color goes to The Adventures of Don Juan. Best Film Editing goes to Champion, beating out all the King's Men. And Best Special Effects goes to Mighty Joe Young,
1: <laughs> which
0: was also a really good
1: movie. Cool. <clears throat>
2: now, there's a lot of movies I wanted to watch that I didn't get to this week.
1: Damn it. I'm really bothered this movie got nominated for editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really bothered by me that too. <laughs> me too yeah. me oh, too
0: i'm just glad it didn't that, win man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't seen champion so i can't speak to how well that's edited but
2: do you realize you are a champion in our eyes <clears throat> okay.
0: uh, our honorary awards go to fred astaire for his unique artistry and his contributions to the technique of musical pictures, it's real shame that Fred Astaire gets it and not also Ginger Rogers, who did everything Fred Astaire da- did but backwards, yeah, mm-hmm. and in heels, mm-hmm. yeah. Is. One of my that is true. One of my yeah. all-time favorite quotes.
1: But was easily replaced by a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Cecil
0: B. DeMille gets an honorary award for Distinguished Motion Picture Pioneer for 37 Years of Brilliant Showmanship. Mm. And he's not even done yet. Nope. Uh, Gene Herschelt, who is a man, uh, gets one in recognition for his service to the Academy during four terms as president. Good job. Good job. Uh, they hand Best Foreign Language Film to the classic *The Bicycle Thief*, and <laughs> the Academy Juvenile Award goes to Bobby Driscoll, who in 1949 uh, was in *So Dear to My Heart* and *The Window*. Okay, and uh, apparently they there needed to be a vote threshold for the Irving G. Thalberg Award to be handed out, and nobody who was up for the Irving G. Thalberg Award hit that threshold. And Damn. Daryl Zanuck was pissed because he was one vote away from it.
2: Wow. I feel like he's doing so much all the time, he might he might have been deserving.
0: <laughs> yep, that's our breakdown.
2: Well, thank you kindly.
1: Yeah. You're very welcome. Now. Um. So, did this make the registry? It did make the registry.
0: Would you like to guess what year?
1: Uh,
2: I'm going to say,
0: like, 2016.
1: Yeah, I was going to go with, like, 2007. Oh,
0: Jonathan, you're much closer. It's 2001. Oh, okay. Huh. But neither of you wins the Price is Right. Damn. Uh, our 1949 class is only seven movies. Mm including Adam's Rib, All the King's Men, The Heiress, The Lead Shoes, which is a short subject experimental film. Um, The Lead Shoes, huh? One of my favorite musicals, On the Town, 12 O'Clock High, and White Heat, which was a James Cagney film.
2: Is the third man British? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure the third man is British. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Carol Reed is British. i say that was, yeah. Um, Oh, God. Third
1: Man's so good. Such a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, London (laughs) Films was the production company, so... Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. So Mm -hmm. just real quick question for you, gentlemen. Was the last 15 minutes pretty freaking familiar to you? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Yes,
2: but my... Maybe... Gleaming over exactly what we're uh, thinking about. It's going to hit me when you say it.
1: Are, are, are you looking to to, to, to uh, say what the last 15 minutes were?
0: I mean, yeah, he's asking you to, to explain the last to 15 minutes. R- to reveal oh, okay, what, sure. what I'm reminded uh, of. Oh, <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure,
1: sure. Uh, a bunch of people and um, protesting.
2: Oh, 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 yes. A, yes.
1: Uh, an impeachment vote. And, yeah, oh, exactly. Um, I was thinking you're
2: talking about And a was movie, told, but,
1: uh, hey, even if I don't win, let's make me win. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. With his little Gestapo, with him, go to and the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, though, this movie was kind of garbo.
0: <laughs> I was not a fan of it. No, this movie
1: was like one of the worst paced and edited. Like, like I, when you cut from one scene to the next, the way that this did Where it was just like, all right, this happened, this dialogue happened between these two characters. All right, quickly, move on to the next one. All right, dialogue between these people. All right, quickly, move on to the next one. Hmm. And then let's get the 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 car fairy scene shot 50 million fucking times unnecessarily. (laughs) I I this movie was carbo. <laughs> I like I just like that whenever
0: a character was introduced, you could stop caring about them like 10 minutes later because they had their own the whole story arc done in like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, look, there's his son. His
1: son wants to play football. Oh, now his son's injured. Yeah, I fell asleep when he got <laughs> injured. I fell asleep a couple of times. <laughs> um, but I really didn't feel like I missed anything. I missed how his son got injured. And I could have easily rewound it, but I was like, (laughs) fuck it. Let's keep going. So, yeah.
2: How Um, he got badly, badly injured or how he got initially injured?
1: When he got paralyzed. Yeah. Just the the pacing of this film was just absolutely terrible. And you're right. There wasn't a character that really mattered at any point. And even if they did, they weren't going to do anything with them. Um, But what was his little... uh, uh, little wacky sugar baby or sugar boy or something like that where the hell did he come from out of nowhere like this guy's switch got flipped quick yeah like it went from like oh okay so like i got the whole like he got mad when he was like doing his first run for the governor thing like Mm -hmm. hey i'm a stooge and it took me to get drunk and have a hangover to realize that i'm the stooge somehow and I was like, he became this passionate guy. And I was like, oh, cool. That's the that's where I'd like to see this character go. And he, when he does that, I know how to win. Thing. Then all of a sudden, he just turned into the bad guy. Yeah, almost so. immediately. Without, but but with that whole like, is he the bad guy doing good things? Does that like I don't understand. Am I supposed to like this character or not? Mm-hmm. Until you get to the end, where you're just like. The only reason I don't like this character is because of how relatable it is to, like, right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason why I know that that's, I know, for me, that's the bad guy. Like, you can get characters where it's, you know, up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like a Tony Soprano. It's a bad guy. But you kind of like him. Yeah, With this guy, it's like, I, I got neither. I, I, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Are his intentions good? I, I got none of it. So I just, they did yeah. not give me any reason to go either way.
2: So I don't know if Paul has uh, notes about this, but you bring up the editing and, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So what, it was like over four hours. It of- was 250 <laughs> minutes. This movie yeah, was Jesus. 250 <laughs> minutes. Well, it was 250 <laughs> minutes long after he did some cutting <laughs> and that was the print that he turned into Harry Cohn. I
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they had somebody else come in and re edit it down to under 2 hours. So that's that's why the movie feels like so much is missing cuz literally so much of it is. But I do
1: feel like I don't know if I get that feeling that something's missing. I'm grateful for that person who got it under 2 hours. <laughs> I I'm grateful for what they did on that front, but yeah. I don't know if personally adding anything to the story at all would have gotten me interested or at least care. I, I think
0: adding more of um, his early time as a politician would probably help this movie a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because,
0: because it's pretty much like, here's the small guy and now the small guy loses, but he's not done. He comes back and then he wins. And then He's been governor for some time, and now he's just corrupt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, give, yeah give, us, <laughs> give us a slide instead of just a drop. I, yeah. I could, I could see that. Like watching him, the thing is, I never felt he was corrupt. I just felt the, like he was doing things the wrong way. The, that's that's one of the things that's missing, though.
2: I think is like Paul said they sh- they didn't show enough of the the transition, enough of the fall into the corruption because just like, okay, he's going to take money from these things, but they don't expound upon it. Like who is he taking money from? What is he doing? That's bad. I mean, he's building these hospitals and these schools and things. Okay. That's great. Yeah. What, what, what is the backside of other than Jack they, writing they in his little black book? And
1: stuff. They literally just go, this guy's got a lot of money. Don't know where it's coming from, but he says he's making deals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Art of the deal Show us some deals Don't just tell us about the deals um, Sorry I, I just started thinking about So Zach watched this movie first And he, he Sends it our, okay. our Our group he's like There's a scene about 20 minutes in that's gonna be Right up Paul's alley <laughs> it's Like oh no what is this This can't be good <laughs> And then a scene happens where all these kids are going out on a fire drill in the school, and as they're going down the fire escape, the fire escape breaks off. And the next thing you know, they're like, Well, two dozen children are injured or dead. And they're just like killed and mangled. Yeah,
2: yeah. Killed and mangled. And it's just like abruptly from that to the cemetery scene. It's like, I was Which, like oh, even,
1: okay. then, even then. Even then? I couldn't tell until when they actually said a bunch of kids died. Yeah, But it wasn't just one <laughs> kid that died. Because that one kid dies, I can... my dark humor goes <laughs> sweet. To, oh, there's a bunch of kids. I just,
0: I just like that I'm <laughs> setting up a brand where I'm the guy who loves dead children <laughs> as a plot device. Yeah, as a plot device. Yeah, not not actual children. Annoying. But I mean,
1: that's like one of those parts of the movie that I actually felt was a good drive, like a good vehicle for how this character became. Like, like shit, I should have yeah. listened to you. Maybe don't do it at the funeral. Like, and don't smile at the funeral when people start liking you and start taking clippings of it. Like, that was a just, oh god! Like there were just a lot of poor decisions made. Yeah, and. I'd, a lot of them are on that character and the actor who played that character for me because they go from like, first off, I have to ask, and I'm sure this was on purpose, but the state was never mentioned past the state. Like this was just the town of town, basically, right?
2: I feel I couldn't remember if they did or not.
1: They. I feel uh, like every time I heard them mention the state, it was always as this state, our state or the state.
2: So an- another note that Paul might have, but apparently he's. Inspired by Huey uh, Long, yeah, who was governor of Louisiana. Was it? Yeah,
1: okay, cool. Um, when did he start acting all of a sudden, like, in, and with the accent and everything of the governor of New York? <laughs> <laughs> because he goes mobster quick, yeah. Like, and it, like, and I get the look of the time as well. Yeah, but it goes past that. Like, he just gets this like. Bugsy Malone look to him, which I know is <laughs> Chicago, but like he yeah. just kind of goes that way. And I'm like, oh. where is this coming from, dude? Was it Chicago?
0: No, the uh, Vegas. Vegas. That's right. okay. I, I believe he was a Chicago gangster that went out and helped settle Vegas. Yeah, but
1: yeah. Um. So I just he just like I said, a, a flip got switched on this guy, and like you said, Paul, we never saw the the way there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. It, it, I don't like it. I don't know if it would make it better, but it couldn't hurt it any worse.
2: Yeah. I don't like the thing comes down to, I don't think I want to see a longer version of this movie, but no. there's things that are missing that make it a poorer movie
0: than it I, could be. I feel like I do want to see a longer version of this movie because if, if the quick cutting and pacing is the issue with it, what happens when the movie has room to breathe? Okay. Yeah. So, um,
1: but what I, if it was just cut better? What if like there were things in this movie that didn't need to be there and they put in the things that did?
0: I I think if you I think
1: if you chop off
0: most of the <laughs> the front of the movie, it yeah. works better. I don't I honestly don't want to see him like on the whistle stop tours and shit. Just start with yeah. him as governor.
1: Yeah. Oh god um, those whistle stop tours. Like <laughs> those are where I'm talking about the pacing. Yeah. Because if you look at like how the people, how immediate they turn around when the second he brings up let's talk about tax, and then you see like the first person already turning around, like, hey, director, could you maybe tell your extras when's the good time to turn around? You are yeah. rushing every scene.
0: And I, I get I get what that's what that's setting up because you want to show how he becomes this grassroots candidate, how he gets on this populist message and speaks to people on a level that people care about. Because as soon as he brings up taxes, people are like,
1: eh, 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 we'll listen to this yeah. guy?" But as soon as he starts yelling, "Come on, you Hicks! Come uh, yeah, on,
0: let's
2: do
1: but it!" They did not do it right. Like how I would have personally uh, fixed that would have been: you do one train scene, you let it give you give the full speech, and then you uh, montage every one of them after that. It gives you that better pacing, and it allows you to see how often and what they're doing with him with those train stops. Mm -hmm. But instead, it was like here's these like five full minutes of people turning around, not caring, but turning around instantly.
2: I had never seen Broderick Crawford in anything before, so it was like kind of random too, just like watching him in this movie because it it seems.
0: Just kind of weird. The whole thing was weird. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he does a good job of what he has. And again, mm-hmm. with with the bad editing and the wonky pacing, it's it's hard to put his kind of lopsided performance on him because yeah. we don't know what got cut out of two hundred. 50 minutes over two hours of this movie is gone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like we we don't know what got cut out there, so we don't know we don't get to see where he goes from there. So uh, I personally think his performance is good. Yeah. It just he's
2: he went from dumb to mob king too fast.
0: Too fast. It, It there was no steady rise. I mean, I don't like Scarface, but at least Scarface lets you see how he gets there
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. uh and and it makes sense in in a story like in a basic story manner like when he gets to that point where he is sitting behind a mountain of cocaine and willing to shoot everybody in his way you're just like oh yeah okay i (laughs) i get i get this
1: yeah so also i want to talk about john ireland's character real quick Mm -hmm. yeah um would there have been a difference made at any point in this movie if he was just the narrator, mm. like if he wasn't a character himself at all? I mm. I did not see the point of him at all. <laughs> like he's the guy who held the little black book. Yeah, he was Anne's like first love in there, but but I mean, I mean, he, if he wasn't there,
2: if he wasn't there, then who would have? scraped up the stuff about the judge and stuff. So, I I mean, that... Well, apparently he did, he
1: did it himself anyway. But, I mean, all that did was give us that random moment of, how did you know? Oh, and well, really kind of a bitch. But yeah. we already knew that.
2: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, he's, he's the one still that told Anne, so he wouldn't have known without...
1: Yeah, I, I just... Yeah.
2: I don't know. I, I don't... I didn't really like him as an actor very much. I, I think yeah, if he had somebody... Yeah more dynamic playing
0: the part it would have been better I mean he he essentially just works as the audience surrogate yeah um, yeah I mean that's 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 pretty much his role
1: yeah yeah
0: like he's the guy that that comes in he believes in him from the beginning and he kind of hangs with him a little too long yeah yeah and you know there's a lot of people that could be said for with multiple cults or personality yeah no. It's like sometimes you just hang out a little bit too long, and you could, see, <laughs> and a lot of times you see what's going on, and and most of those times you're just like, well, I mean, they did that one nice thing, so
1: they could do another nice thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, the Sadie character, I actually kind of enjoyed.
2: Yeah, um, that's I was going to say she was my favorite part of the movie.
1: Yeah, she she's just I like that strong woman character in the older films. Mm-hmm. because they kind of have to make her even a little bit stronger and right. I just she very much has that like no dude we're gonna do our own thing you need to like <laughs> fuck off <laughs> yeah but yeah I oh, man, oh, I, I just
2: want <sighs> talking about I, I think about Anne's character I, I just couldn't stand when she'd do her head thing turn when she couldn't look at Jack in the face
1: <laughs> yeah <sighs>
2: You yeah. it's like I just wanted to grab her head and hold it straight. Like, stop doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, the end character, like character, as all well, I don't think uh, it was it. Joanne Drew uh, mm-hmm. did did bad as Anne. I think the end character was just right. Yeah, wasn't no, supposed to I mean. be a character you're supposed to like.
2: Yeah, no. She, yeah, she just,
0: she wasn't very well written either. Wow. gosh, she's such a such a Melania.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> just doing these things so huh? yeah i mean there's just way too many parallels to ignore yeah um but yeah i, I just i do feel like there's a good movie here somewhere yeah i do the, feel like it's possible i'm just not interested because of what i was given
2: yeah the novel won the pulitzer prize or something didn't it? it's like
1: yeah
0: yeah i mean it, so. it was it was a real popular novel it was huge um yeah and and again i i guess um uh robert rosen was interested in adapting the entire novel because mm-hmm. i mean he made an over <laughs> 4 hour movie yeah so yeah. again i i i'm just going to sit on i really wish i could see the 4 hour version of this film mm-hmm. uh, i mean i'm not so, sure it's going to be good but i would <laughs> like to see it
1: so let yeah. me ask you this and i i don't know if we want to bring it up or not but Have either of you seen the 2006 version with Sean Penn? No, I haven't.
2: I've heard it's not very good. So I guess they did it
0: right twice. I mean, (laughs) I I I'd be interested in watching
1: it at this point just to see what they do. James Mm -hmm. Gandolfini's in it, and I just want to see that. Yeah, Yeah. but um, that I'm not a huge Sean Penn fan. I'm just not. Um. I think Sean Penn is a
0: good actor. I don't think Sean Penn is a two-time Academy Award-winning good actor.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean,
2: think he he's good in uh, supporting roles, but when he's in a lead role, he chews a scene a bit much. He is
0: he is a hand bone and a half.
1: <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley plays Sugar Boy.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe I that's, do need that, to watch this makes movie. Me that kind of sounds go. great. Like, <laughs>
1: Rorschach, really?
0: Yeah. I'm I am yeah. i will watch Jackie <laughs> Earl Haley in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him as Freddy Krueger, but I still watched it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad casting
0: though. It it's just No, it's not a bad casting. I just don't like what they I, I don't no. think my problem was they they cast a really dynamic actor like Jackie Earl Haley and then didn't <laughs> let him be dynamic in any sort of way.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So yeah. without <laughs> getting that deep. Um any other <laughs> notes on this movie guys? Like I mean No. It's been a no. while since we've had one where we really all agreed that it was bad. And Yeah. I'm holding
2: some of my thoughts for another couple minutes for now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah.
0: I I don't really have any more notes. I think I think we covered essentially what is the meat and potatoes of of what went wrong with this movie and I'm mostly confused at how this movie was this popular
1: and is still kind of this popular Mm -hmm. I mean it makes me kind of want to look at the kind of political environment at that time
2: Yeah, apparently there's a Ken Burns documentary on Huey Long and that's one of the things that this actually kind of made me interested in so Uh, I'll watch anything by Ken Burns so
0: (laughs) well, I'm going to go check out just watch who should be sponsoring us and see mm-hmm. if that's streaming anywhere. 85. Yeah. Not available on any. Okay. Well, I might be um, looking Sorry. for that somewhere on the internet. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's get into our worsty judgments, gentlemen. <laughs> so, Zach. Does this movie deserve best picture? <laughs> so
2: my full thought is that as the week went on, I watched this on Monday, so I had a full almost a whole week to think about it. Um, I like the movie more, the more time I had away from it. Like when it first finished, I was like, okay, let's find the movie, whatever. But the more I thought about it, it, it felt more important probably because of the time and because of, Huey Long and whatever effect he'd had on Southern politics. But still it's not a well made movie, so no. Um But it did strike me just like like you said, I, I was, even though it didn't click when you first mentioned it, I was watching and I was like, Holy crap, this is this is January, what was it, January sixth? Yeah. yeah the Capitol storming. is. it was scary. Um yeah. but when you have movies like the third man. And, um, I also watched Laird of to three wives, which was really, really good. I didn't get to watch the heiress yet, which I really wanted to watch. And I forgot about it. Um, but no, it did not deserve best picture. There was a lot, um, of movies more deserving.
1: Uh, fair enough. Uh, I'm i I'm going to agree with you in the whole, no, it doesn't deserve best picture because I don't get how uh the only thing that I could maybe have like I'm pretty sure I've seen the nineteen forty-nine Little Women. Cause my mom's a big Elizabeth Taylor fan and anything that had her in it. Um and I can almost promise you that was better than what this was. I may not remember it, but I could promise you it was better. And because of Little Women. So uh Paul? Uh
0: I'm I'm gonna start by saying no. I did not enjoy this movie. Um I understand why. I mean, you have like the House on American Activities Committee is going on right now, and it kind of feeds into the political structure, which apparently Broderick Crawford a couple of years later will go on to rat a whole bunch of people out Ew. and um fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um yeah, so I, I didn't get to watch all of the Best Picture nominees this year because I was still in the midst of watching Slamdance, Slam Dance. which was a really good festival. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I guess it's going to be too late to really plug what's going on with Slamdance right now. You can pay $10, $5 if you're a student to watch all the festival winners for the weekend, which started at 6 p.m the night of this huh. so i'm sorry that i'm too late to put that in <laughs> is there it an a- is it an annual festival it is an is annual it festival it? and i'm hoping that it'll forever be an annual online festival now because i would love to attend a two-week festival every yeah. year for ten dollars
2: yeah I'm, it was absolutely worth it
0: um absolutely worth it um but I did get to watch Battleground today, and I thought Battleground was as good as All Quiet on the Western Front, mm.
2: uh,
0: but not not as dreary of an ending, which uh. which actually kind of docked a point in my book. I was like, oh. as good as the ending was, <laughs> I really liked the dreary ending of All Quiet better. Yeah. I didn't get to watch The Heiress because uh, the file I had was incomplete. Um, don't know how that happened. I was really hoping because it's in the Criterion Collection. I was hoping it would either a be on the Criterion Channel or b be on HBO Max because they have a bunch of Criterion movies. Yeah, uh, I did get to watch Letter to the Three Wives, and I really enjoyed that film. I yeah. thought it was much better than this. Uh, also, all well, the little vocal effects, whatever uh, the wives would go yeah, into the, those were the flashbacks, freaky were so but fun. funny.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what if it was Brad?
2: <laughs> if it Brad? So, Jonathan, uh, they're on like a ferry boat, and the the water is whooshing, 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 and then they transform the sound of the water into like this voice in this woman's head, and it was just like weird, kind of (laughs) vocoded. So here's
0: (laughs) here's the plot to the movie: Uh three women go on some like what class trip or something with their kids.
2: Yeah, not even their kids. Not even their kids.
0: They're like chaperoning some. Some other kids. It's really weird. (laughs) Anyway, they they go on this ferry boat, and as they're getting on the ferry boat, they get a letter from another woman in town who all of them have brought up at some point in the opening of the film, who said, today I'm running off with one of your husbands. But doesn't say who. Okay. So they're stuck on this ferry boat doing this little class trip or whatever, and each of them starts to reminisce on how fucked their relationship with their husband is and like every and each of the three wives which apparently the uh, the the original book was five wives but they cut it down to three for a time um each of the three wives goes into a flashback about their their relationship and <laughs> each of them every time it goes back this voice in their head goes off it is so weird Yikes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, and Linda Darnell, what a beauty she was.
0: Oh, what a beauty.
2: And uh, Kirk Douglas, so handsome and awesome.
0: Oh, also, what a beauty. <laughs> um, And 12 O'Clock High I saw a long time ago, and I really enjoyed that film, but I didn't get to finish it today because... Yeah, me either. I'm still halfway through it. <laughs> yeah, I had to be a dad today, so that yep. happens. Yep. Um, it does. So anyway, uh, with those as... Zach said third man came out this year. Oh God. Third man is perfect. It's such Uh a good movie. Uh, I was able to pick up. I'm just going to make a bunch of noise over here, that on Criterion. Yeah. Here's my Criterion. Yeah, yeah disc I need
2: to me. get that because I have the crappy Studio Canal version. Oh, the, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the visuals were okay, but it doesn't have any subtitles and the yeah. sound is... Uh...
0: Unfortunately, this is the DVD. I missed out on buying the Blu-ray because they got the rights to it, then they lost them again. Damn it. <laughs> so the Damn. Blu-ray exists, but it is expensive. It's sick. <laughs> well, at um, least I got mine. And then and then the greatest musical of all time on the town came out this year which is uh my favorite of the uh of the Gene Kelly Frank Sinatra musicals mm-hmm. and my second favorite of those musicals Take Me Out to the Ball Game also came out this year. Oh nice. that film was so fun. <laughs> nice. Um so check those out if you get a chance
1: if you haven't seen them. All right. So Paul, yes. Does this movie is this movie the worst best picture so far uh no i
0: i think for as many of its failings as it has and it is many there is a lot to glom onto historically and there's a lot to glom onto uh, at least in performances I, i think it's a movie that just in a lot of technical ways fails itself uh, yep. It is sitting at my number 18 of 22 currently right between Gentleman's Agreement and Cimarron hmm. because it remind mm-hmm. the pacing issues reminds me a lot <laughs> of Cimarron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, th- I think still think Cimarron's pacing was much worse, but it's was... it's it's under this film for me because the
0: yeah. I think the pacing yeah. is much worse. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go ahead and agree with you because this movie I feel like fails as a film. I think yep. when it comes to the concept of this movie, it is just was put in some really bad hands that possibly could have been put into better hands and made a better movie. Um, It just, too many poor decisions were made as, like I said, as a film. So, does it deserve the worst? No, but it is down there. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's not, you know, racist or you know, Pandering to Nazis. So under, it, it, it gets a point for that. So congratulations for the bare minimum <laughs> of not being racist or pandering to Nazis. Good job. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep.
1: Zach. On to you, sir.
2: So yeah, I, I'm feeling the same as you guys. No, but it's in my bottom five. I think as bad as some of the editing is, in a way, it was still kind of influential. Um the like the fast-paced clippings, not not really a montage. Is like something different altogether. Which
1: just bad thing. <laughs> like,
2: that's literally all. Just like they were. I don't think
1: they were trying for a style. They were just like ah um probably cut yeah. tape. That that yeah. was it.
2: <laughs> that's true. It it still sort of accidentally created a style, I think, but not a good style. Um, but the fact that they took a four-hour movie and put it into something that at least had a narrative is kind of impressive, but still not impressive enough to call it a really good movie. Um, yeah. I, I do think there was one or two particular scenes that stick out. Like when he had to go back home to do the um, little photo shoot with his family on the porch. It's like, I think it was important to show that kind of thing. And the fact that, No political corruption is nothing new in the 1940s. I mean, it's as old as time, but just the thing that just keeps hitting me over the head is that this movie's been out this long. People like this have held political office, and yet we keep circling back in this vicious cycle. What the hell?
1: Yeah. 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 here's, Here's a guide of what not to do. Yeah, why did you not? Why did you still do? Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, eat politicians yeah. and the rich. Let's just do that.
2: Dip them <laughs> in some
1: Chick Fil A sauce. No, that you I, stole.
0: I, I, Don't give money to Chick Fil A. Yeah, I was going to say Zach sauce from Saxby's because that stuff is amazing. No, I'll dude, give it, I'll give some some Viking, sauce. I want
1: some of that Viking Burger sauce. Oh, Viking Burger sauce! Oh. I love.
0: Hey,
2: yeah. Viking Burger. Maybe we can get them to sponsor like a very, very small sponsor.
1: Yeah, Viking Lee, Burger. Listen to of their little free cups that they give you when you walk by, and they're like, have you tried our sauce? No. Well, here's this deliciousness in a tiny little paper cup. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. All right,
0: guys. All right, so I'm going to try something that I wish I would have done when we finished uh, Gone with the Wind. Oh. Which is, I, w- I would kind of like to do a quick decade review. Yeah. Just, just kind of, yeah. Determine where we sit as a decade. Um, I want to, first I'm, I'm going to go over what came, came out in the forties. And then we'll go from there. So of course our best pictures for the 1940s were Rebecca. How green was my Valley? Mrs. Miniver Casablanca going my way, the lost weekend, best years of our lives, Gentleman's agreement, Hamlet and all the King's men. Uh, I guess uh, for Zach and Jonathan, what was your favorite from this decade?
1: Yeah, let's make the guy who came in unprepared first.
0: Oh, um, well. <laughs> I can go first. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Uh, I think of this decade, I mean, I know you both are going to say Casablanca, but I'm going to say Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked How Green Was My Valley better. Nice. Oh, wait, No, no, hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. No, I got How Green Was My Valley. Confused with a movie that's not that movie um which one did i get that confused with uh man none of the movies from the 40s that's what it was the romantic comedy that i'm already oh, thinking oh, it oh. happened one night it happened one night i got it confused or, with that so no, Casablanca. You, it you. Yeah. you were
2: thinking of, probably you can't take it with you yes right? that's yeah. the one um close as 38 yep.
1: yeah uh so no casablanca is the best of the 40s easily and i know i wasn't here for that episode so let me just go ahead and get my uh opinion in i like casablanca I didn't like it as much as everybody else does, but yeah. I like it. It's Fair. a good movie.
2: Yeah. It's my number one. It's, it, it's a perfect movie for, for me.
0: And um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's also my number one. It's my number one in the ranking so far. It's my number one of the decade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Castle Blanket to death and uh, you can, you can listen to us gush over that film on that episode because it is perfect. Uh, so what Let's was your least favorite film of the decade?
1: Oh, I'm torn.
0: All right, um, Natalie, what do you got? <laughs> Sorry, that was a Natalie and Bruglia reference. Yeah, no, I for, got the
1: joke. <laughs>
0: for anybody who, who didn't catch it.
1: So, um, first off, I'm going to point out that this decade kind of sucked. Oh, see, so yeah, if you Like, on. honestly, it really kind of did for me. Like, of all the things I think the only one that I said I kind of liked or I did like was, like, Casablanca. Um And The Lost Weekend had its moments like bats. Uh, But I'm torn between Hamlet and this movie, All the King's Men. Uh, I'm going to give it to this, All the King's Men, being the worst of the decade, just because uh, Hamlet had that damn fine, awesome sword fight. And I feel like this movie would have been better with a damn fine, awesome sword fight. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, um... Oh. Oh what? How did I miss Mrs. Miniver? Fuck no, Mrs. Miniver was the best. Okay, it was really good. Yeah, it's, I'm it's my number. My, it's my
0: number two in the rankings right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm there with you. All right, Zach, what what was your worst? So
2: I'm looking at this movie, or uh, going my way, which I I know you know Jonathan liked the bit as uh, you know feel good. You know, yeah, that's the only reason
1: it was a feel good movie.
2: Yeah. But the, uh, it was for me. It was an incredible decade, but maybe not necessarily the, for the winners. There's so it's many a, good movies. See, that that's
1: the, the thing. 40s. It's the winners that I feel yeah. like is the failures.
2: Yeah,
0: but since since those are our topics, that's where
2: yeah. we're sticking with. Yeah. Right um, now. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with going my way. I it was the one I enjoyed the least,
1: and I, I get that.
2: Yeah, I
0: did. It, I did not feel good watching that movie. It is my least favorite as well. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> it is also my number my number 21 out of 22 on my
1: rankings. (laughs) And again, I get it. I just, I enjoyed the feel good of it, but it was, as I had said in that episode, just a, a, Hey, who wants to listen to Bing Crosby sing? here you go. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's all that movie was about.
0: Okay. Now I'm going to remind everybody of where, of all the films that had come before this. Uh, The 1920s, of course, being wings and Broadway melody were the only two. 1930s being All Quiet on the Western Front, Cimarron, Grand Hotel, Cavalcade, It Happened One Night, Mutiny on the Bounty, Great Ziegfeld, Life of Emile Zola, You Can't Take It With You, and Gone With the Wind, and now I'm going to ask, is the 40s the worst decade of Best Pictures?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. And I don't think it's because any particular movie was the worst of them all. But I feel like I spent a lot of the movies in the 40s going, this one hits about the middle of the road. None of them swung either way too much. Mrs. Miniver definitely became one of my top five. I think I might even have it at number three. I might have to double. Milk definitely made me almost forget Hurray bubbles. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I really do think that because of how middle of the road this decade was, I, I, yeah, I really do think this is the worst so far.
2: I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to go with the 30s um, with Gray Ziegfeld, Life of Emile Zola, and Cavalcade just being movies that I did not enjoy watching that just kind of drug that decade down for me. And then, you know, we all, you know, Gone with the Wind is a masterpiece, but it's a piece of crap also. So. <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed the forties. Um, I could be jaded a bit by the other movies that I watched during the week too, but strictly on the best picture winners, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the thirties.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say the forties is not the worst because I get Casablanca, I get uh, Mrs. Miniver, How Green Was My Valley, all all up at my my number one, two, and three spot. I I thought they were incredible you know there was that that run of those three weeks where they just kept topping each other for me yeah uh now going my way and all the king's men and gentlemen's agreement kind of drag it down for me a little bit but populating my bottom five is also Cimarron Broadway Melody and Life of Emile Zola so uh I guess I I also like fighting Nazis so we're we're not pandering yeah. to Nazis anymore. We're fighting them. So, yeah. so the 40s, the 40s kind of takes it for me over the 30s. Uh I I like it a lot. Yeah. And I and I'm very excited to move on to the 50s. Anything in the 50s you either of you are looking forward to?
2: The 50s honestly are probably the decade I have the least experience with. So I'm looking forward to seeing some movies that I've never seen before. Jonathan,
0: anything you excited for?
1: I haven't seen anything. I'm the worst person ever in the history of <laughs> No, I've seen Ben-Hur, so yes, I like Ben-Hur.
0: Oh, very nice. Uh, personally, I can't wait till next week. All About Eve is a great film. Uh, on the Waterfront 1954. Oh, yeah. Elia Kazan might be a dirty rat bastard, but that film is amazing. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, in uh, Bridge on the River Kwai, one of my all-time favorite films.
2: Okay, uh, I've seen a couple then.
0: I, I might uh. be might be giving the shop away a little bit on that, but those are films I'm very excited to rewatch and see where they, they end up in the rankings. Sure.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything for our Oscar firsties, but I I've got a streak coming up here of movies that I haven't seen. So,
0: all right. Uh, I have, I only, I think I only have two films in this decade. I haven't seen. So that's, that's kind of interesting. Well, and I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to let you know which.
1: That's right. So you guys are going to have to (laughs) stick around and listen to us and see if, uh, you can yes, we Oscar Firsties.
0: Yeah,
1: it we're your best say. friends now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. So let's go ahead and call it right there. Uh, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter at altornoscarockham. You can find me on TikTok. Well, you can find my daughter on TikTok. Honestly, at altorn underscore ockham. Uh, and catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash altorn underscore ockham. Zach, where can we find you? You can find
2: me on Critiker Zachmaster XA. K K M A S T E R where I write short little reviews and you can see all my ratings for these movies. You can also see me on TikTok. I, I I've got some more dances coming out, so I'm yes. looking forward to that.
1: With sweatpants. And
2: havoc havoc house.
1: And and your wife shirt tucked into your pants with your with your fly open.
2: Well, that's actually not on TikTok, but I should do that. No, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You need to do that on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> it's like oh. a where's Waldo, but it's more a where's Caitlyn. Oh. <laughs> oh.
2: Mm, give me some ideas.
1: Your wife's gonna kill me. Yep, you're dead. It's okay. I got a cute daughter, and she's been liking all of my daughter posts, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> I guess hey, I should get Paul, my. Socials. Where can we find you? Yeah, right. you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxed at Father of the Fear across all platforms. Mm-hmm. And Zach, what are we watching next week? Like Paul mentioned, we are
2: watching Little Manx All About Eve, which you can rent on Amazon google itunes voodoo and youtube
1: man that is a good looking woman on that cover Mm,
0: yeah love me some Uh, betty davis yeah Mm
1: -hmm, she's she's got betty davis eyes
0: i i like that at uh frank capper's afi induction betty davis got up to speak and the first thing she said hi i'm betty davis i'm not just a song
1: (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Nice. nice amazing
0: all right we would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, leveling up with Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. You can follow the show on Twitter at Oscar Pod, on Facebook at The Oscar Podcast. And we are now on Instagram. We are? Yep. What is it? At Oscar Pod? Uh, uh, same as it is on Twitter. Okay. So at Oscar Pod. So I just need to clicky-clack that into my script so that I say it mm-hmm. uh, the next time. So, uh, hey, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We like five stars. It's a nice, it's a nice number. And it really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: For Jonathan and Zach, I would like for you all to have a damn fine day.